Hey, good morning, you guys. I uh, hope you're doing amazing today. Uh, it's Family Sunday here at Burlington Christian Church. And uh, in our live uh, edition, uh, I will have a bunch of kids sitting right here. All our, all our elementary kids will come up. They'll sit here. And so today's sermon is kind of crafted at all of us, but with them in mind. And so um, hopefully... This will be a challenge to all of us, especially to me. Uh, nothing like trying to speak to second graders and adults all at the same time. But um, we're going to do it again. And um, here we go. So a couple things going on I want to let you guys know about. Um, and if I look down like I'm talking to some kids, it's because uh, that's what I'm, I'll be doing. Uh, but I, I want to just kind of keep them in mind as we go through this message today. Tonight, Sunday night, we're doing our truck or treat. You guys are all welcome to come. Bring your friends. You're listening in and you live in this area. Come and uh, hang out from 5 to 7. We'll be uh, out here. Cars, games, hot dogs, hot coffee, hot chocolate. Lots of fun. Come and hang out with us. Ladies are having an event November the 2nd. So ladies, be ready for that. You're welcome to come join us. Let us know if you want to come. And men, all men, everywhere, come on from Buffalo, wherever you're at, come on down. Men's Ministry Breakfast on November the 11th at 9 a.m. right here. We are talking about all in. We're talking all in. And uh, this is, again, kids' version, so we're talking all in. And um, the question is, what does it mean to be all in? Like, what does that mean to be all in with something? Like, do we go all in with anything? It seems like we live in a world where we're, we're partying on a lot of things, right? We're just, we don't, we don't have time to give anything, all of us, like even our family, even our kids, even our marriages, we're, we're there and we're in, but we're kind of divided among other things like in life, our jobs and uh, our, maybe our kids or our hobbies, our sports, our activities and and so when, when we talk about being all in with God or all in with the church or all in with the kingdom, that's hard to, to, to imagine anyone really being all in unless you're like a monk living in a monastery and now you're like spiritually you're all in. I guess that could be. And so it is hard to think about being all in. The trick is to live in the world, but to, to do everything we do for the glory of God. So that's how we live all in with God. Uh, question for you guys. Uh, is this all in? Is this all in? Kids' hands are full of mud. Is this all in or is this all in? See, I think this is all in. This, oh, this, not all in. This, all in. All in means all in. It means like every, from head to toe, I am in. And the cool thing about living our lives for Jesus is that we can be all in in every aspect of our, we can do our sports, we can do our family, we can do our job, all for the glory of God. So we can truly live our lives all in. Now we're going to read a passage of scripture in 1 John. This is where we left off. This is kind of the last couple of verses of John, 1 John chapter 4, and uh, we're going to read it, and I'm going to share a few thoughts from here, okay guys? 
Uh, so get ready for this. First John, first John four, verse 19, 20, and 21. We love, we love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to, to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and their sister. Wow, wow. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna dig into this, you guys, okay? And this is, uh, is going to be tough. We're going we're gonna to dig. But I like this picture because it's this kid digging, right? He's digging for worms or whatever he's looking for. But look, he's also searching. He's not just digging aimlessly. He's digging and he's searching. And when, when it comes to the Bible, this is what we should do. Dig and look intently and search for what God wants us to see. I love it. Love it. We're going to dig. Because we want to be all in, but we're going to search to see what treasures the Lord has for us. And we're going to do that today. So, number one, the hardest thing to do. This guy's trying to carry this big old boulder. This is not easy. In fact, I think in just a couple more steps, that boulder is probably going to crush him, crush him. Now, life is full of difficult things, hard things. Think about health, people get sick, kids go to college, raising a family, um, snotty noses, booger, you know, these things. These are hard things. These are things in life. I, I, I was trying to think of the hardest thing that I've ever had to go through. And there's a lot of things that I've gone through that were not easy. Probably the hardest thing to go through for me as a dad is watching our children go through sickness or through difficult times or maybe uh, life choices that they make as they live as older children and as they're raising their kids. As a dad, like as a dad, when they were little, you wanted to just take the pain away. You wanted, when they were sick or they were not healthy, you wanted to, you know, just take that on yourself. But, but you can't. I want, I want, and as they're older, you want to control their actions, right? You want to help them make the right choices so that their lives will be awesome and, and amazing. But you can't. You can't. You can't take their sickness. You can get their sickness with them and have it with them. But you can't take it away from them. And you can't make their choices for them. And this is hard. This is hard. That you know, mainly because your kids have to learn. They have to learn. And the way people learn is the hard way. And sometimes you have to just step back and let them learn the hard way. And that's not easy. You know, it's not easy. It's hard. I suppose it's kind of how God feels. When he looks at us, you know, and we go making decisions and doing things that that aren't in line with him they don't please him and he just lets us learn the hard way you want to run away run away 
you want to um, go your own separate way and think your own separate way and, and, and do things you know are not biblically lined up, then you're going to learn the hard way. I mean, and God does that for us. A fly. Think about a fly for, with me for a minute. There's a fly. Have you ever had a fly in your car? A fly. You, you, know what, uh, you know what the hardest thing for a fly that is trapped in a car is? You know what the hardest thing for a fly trapped in a car is? Here. Here's what the hardest thing for a fly anywhere is that. But the hardest thing for a fly trapped in a car is this. Is that miles and miles and miles and miles away from where that, car, that fly came into your car, you roll down the window and you let him out. Like, like miles away from his neighborhood. Think about a fly, right? I don't know if flies have a sense like a dog to get back to where they came from or to their home. Like dogs can sometimes find their way back home. Many movies made like this. But for a fly, if you let him go, I don't know his capacity, his brain capacity, he's able to remember where he lived. That's got to be a hard thing for a fly, especially since flies, I found out, live only two to four weeks. I mean, by the time that fly figured out where he lived, he'd probably be dead. That's got to be hard for a fly. So what's the hardest thing you've ever done? What's the hardest thing that you have ever done in life? Like the hardest thing. You know, there's a lot of things in this world that are difficult. A lot of things that are hard to do, hard to accomplish, hard to stick to. Things we set out to do and, and it becomes difficult. Maybe uh, a training program or, or a, a diet program or, or going to college or whatever. Marriage. You know, all these things. These are hard things to to finish. It's easy to start, but not easy to finish. Things in life are hard. But I got to tell you what, I think the hardest thing for people to do is love. The hardest thing for humans to do, I think, is love. I think love is difficult. To love, not just love people who love you, but truly to love like Jesus loved. In verse 19 of our passage, it says, we love because he first loved us. The hardest thing to do is to love. It's to love. I'm going to think about that for a little bit. God has made his love really easy. I mean, he's made his love available and he's made his love easy and for some reason, we still get it wrong. We still don't do it well. Skittles. Okay, so I got my jar of Skittles today. And I don't know, when you open a bag of Skittles, they smell pretty good, right? It smells like a lot of sweet, fruity sugar is what that smells like. It smells good. But Skittles, let's just say uh, I'm the Skittle king. Okay, and... Um, for our uh, kids, we'll line them up and we'll, we'll do this like demonstration. But let's just say I gave everybody a cup, an empty cup, okay? And I said, all right, you guys, you got your cups. Go give Skittles away. Go share your Skittles with the world. Go 
share the love of Skittles with everyone around you. And you're like looking at me and you're looking at your cup and it's empty. And you're like, well, we don't have anything to share. So how can we share? I said, right, that's true. That's true. Okay, okay. Let, let's, let's say now I'm going to dump a bunch of Skittles in the first person's cup. And that person's going to turn and dump their cup into somebody else's cup. And they're going to turn and dump that into each other's cup behind them. And then they're going to turn and I'm going to fill another cup again and again. And we're going to fill each other's cup. And we're just going to keep on filling our cup, dumping our cup, filling our cup, dumping our cup, filling our cup, and sharing our cup of Skittles. See, here's the thing. The Bible says we love because he first loved us. He first loved us. See, we, we, if we don't have the Skittles, we can't share the Skittles. If we didn't have God's love, we, we couldn't share his love. But the fact of the matter is God has poured out his love. He has given us his love. He loved first. And so because he has loved first, we can now share that love with the next person. And the cool thing is when we come back to God, he fills us up again. We're never empty because he's never empty of his love. He gives it to us, we give it away. We come back, he gives more to us, he, we give it away. See, God has given us lots of love. He has lavished his love, John said in, earlier, on us. And so what we should do, and what John is encouraging us to do, is we should give out lots of love. Just give out more love. Because God is going to fill up your cup with more love. We love because he first poured out his love on us. God first loved us, and we should go and be like God. Secondly, secondly, our greatest challenge is to walk in, is to walk in his love. This is our greatest challenge, to walk on the earth in God's love, to let God's love, like, to let God, like, love us the way he wants to love us, right, with that, that full view of God's love, like, we're going to we're going to receive God's generous love, his warm love, his gracious love, his merciful love, his forgiving. We're going to accept that and receive that because he has that for us. But also his refining love that he's chipping away in our life. He's trying to chip away things that don't need to be there, that don't line up with his love. So that we'll love better we'll love more so he we, we have to let in walking in God's love we got to let his love move in us but then we need to go love like God we need to go love the world like God we treat others the way we know God is treating us with this great love and generosity and compassion and we strive now to go out and to love others. This is the greatest challenge of all, to take what God has done for me and walk it out into the world and share that with the world. You see what the scripture says, verse 20 in our passage, whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not 
see. Now, now check this out. There are those that we see, people around us, and there are those that we do not see, God. And we claim we love God who we haven't seen. John says, how can you claim that if you're not loving those that you do see? Okay, that's the, the question, you guys. This is, this is a really hard thing. So be real honest, be real honest. Are there people in your life that you just don't like? Are there people in your life that you have a hard time liking? They're difficult to like. I would imagine we all have these people. But here's the thing. We can't just say, I love you. And then not love. We can't just tell our parents we love them or our brothers we love them or a friend we love them or our kids we love them and then not love them, not carry out the act of love. If we claim, if we claim that word claim means to like act as if this is, this is what we do and this is true to us, we claim this. If we claim to love God but don't love our brother and sister John says, we are, look what the word he uses, we are a liar. Now, you know what a liar is? A liar is not good. A liar is somebody who's kind of deceitful. They don't tell the truth. They say one thing, but then they do something else. They say they have things that they don't. They say they've done things that they haven't done. Deceitful, not living in the truth. John says, if you claim that I love God, but you don't love your brothers and sisters. John says, you're not telling the truth. You're not telling the truth. And he gives a scenario. Look, he says, which is easier to do? Which is easier to do? That's kind of what he's getting at. Which is easier to do, love God or love others? You tell me, what's easier to do, love God or love others? You tell me. It's kind of a trick question, okay? What's easier, love God or love others? Now, here's the thing. It's not an either or. It's not an either. John's not saying it's one or the other. John is saying it's a both. It's a both. Both must be happening or none is happening. If you're not loving God and others, none of it's happening. Because the only way you're loving God is by loving others. And when you love others, you're loving God. And if, if you do one and not the other, you're not doing either. John's saying if you aren't loving what you do see, then you aren't loving God who you don't see. In other words, the easier is to love what you do see. Because if you are loving what you do see, then you are loving the one that you don't see. But that's not easy, is it? It's not easy to love those people around us, at least all of them. In Luke chapter 6, Jesus preaches what is called the Sermon on the Plain. We have the Sermon on the Mount. Here's the Sermon on the Plain, flat land. He says, but to all who are listening, and listen to this because he, he challenges us to, to love people that are really difficult to love. Love your enemies, people who don't like you, people you don't like. Wow, this is pretty appropriate for what's going on in our world right now, right? But to, to, to you who are listening, and I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Somebody cusses you out. You, you love them. Pray for those who mistreat you. Somebody slaps you on one cheek. You turn to them the other. Give them the other cheek. If someone takes your coat, 
Do not withhold your shirt from them. Give them that too. Give to everyone who asks, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. This is hard. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? If you just love people who love you, big deal. Even sinners, people who don't know God, they love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect a payment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. Wow, that's pretty impressive. But love your enemies. Do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great. And you will be children of the Most High because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do you hear that? This is hard. This is hard. He's asking us to love people who are mean to us. He's asking us to love people who are, are unkind to us, who persecute us, who steal from us and take things from us. He's saying, love those people. And so you say you love God, John's saying. So you say you love God, then, then we must love others, even when it's hard. And it's not based on what they do or don't do. It's based on what Jesus has said for you and for me to do. Last thing. Last verse says this in our passage. He says that he has given us this commando. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Kind of rep repetitive here, right? So here we go. Number three, if we love God, we must love others. See, because um, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. If, if we... If we walk around and we wear the Christian t-shirts and we have the bumper stickers and we wear the necklaces and we're like, we're all about God, we love God, we go to church, we're all this, and then we don't love our brothers and sisters, we're not, we're not living in the truth. We're not telling the truth at all. And this is hard. This is what makes this hard. How many of you guys have brothers and sisters? You got brothers and sisters out there in the world? Yes, you do. Um, so, do you love them? Do you love your brothers and your sisters? Personally, I have several brothers and a sister. And uh, I'm going to show you guys a pic, but you cannot laugh at this pic, okay? No laughing at my pic, okay? Here we go. Here's, here's uh, my family. This is from a few years ago. You guys recognize some people in here? Uh, here's some people, brothers, two sisters, six boys. Eight kids my, my parents had, eight children. And I have a bunch of them, and some of these are easier to love than others. I'm not gonna point anyone out today. I'm just kidding. I love them all. We love each other all the way. Even if our team isn't doing well, we love each other as much as we possibly can. 
And Jesus said, look, you don't get to pick and choose who you love. You love them all. And, and Jesus is not just talking about our family, those that are closest to us. He's talking about everyone. Love your brothers and sisters in Christ. Love your brothers and sisters in the human race, in the world. Look what he says. He says, and he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Not just your family, but your neighbors. Not just your neighbors, but all people from all races, from all over the world. People that are different than you. We're to love them. And look, it's not a suggestion. He's not just suggesting we try to. He's saying it's a command. You know what a command is? What's a command? Have you ever been commanded to do something? Like maybe your parents commanded you to clean your room. Or, or maybe uh, one day uh, the boss is going to command you to do some job. Or if you're in the military, you're going to be commanded. It's, it's an order, right? It's you will do this. It's a must. It's not optional. And no, Jesus gave us two really big commands. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And Jesus said, you love your neighbor as you love yourself. Those are commands to love God, to love our neighbor. But these two things, they kind of go hand in hand. We don't get to choose one over another. We don't get to do that. We have to do them both. We are commanded to do them both. And so as we wrap this thing up, say it with me, say it with me. Love God and love others. This is the greatest challenge on the planet. This is the greatest challenge ever, to love God and to love others. Now, the Apostle John, he is tough. In this letter that we've been digging through, he is tough, he's challenging, he's like in our face, he's to the point, and John is asking all of us, he's asking us all, who wants to be all in with him? Who wants to be all in with Jesus? Who's ready to go out into the world and love like Jesus loved? Who's ready to go do that? Who's ready to take on this great, great, awesome challenge? Have a great day, you guys. See you next time. Be careful. We're going to open up into chapter five next week and begin digging again. God bless you guys. See you next time.